Hey, kids! Welcome to episode 41 of Here in the Vale, where the temperature may well be creeping toward 29 degrees Celsius, but the hottest thing around is still your happy trio of geek misfits gathered around the desk in Geek Central to give you the very best in entertainment. So, along with me, Robin Pierce, there's... Me, Tiff. And me, Stu Pierce. Now, before we get onto our sweltering summer special, there's something that I need to address with a youngest member of our team. Okay. Tiffany, today you dropped a bombshell that I didn't see coming. Oh. On Facebook, Messenger, to me, oh. £900 on a Vespa. Yes. Yeah. She wants one because she's seen it on Luca. Yeah. Now then. We all know, we all know that Pixar are hugely inspirational, but Vespa. It looked cool. It, it looked like it does in good cool. condition as well. I, I, I was very tempted. Was very tempted. Well, I, I never messaged the person. I don't have £900 spare. You're not going for it. I can't afford it. I am bitterly disappointed. <laughs> I wanted to see her on a Vespa. Get rid of your pool. <laughs> Get the Vespa. The pool was still cheaper than the Vespa. Get rid of the pool and the dog. Why would I get rid of the dog? That's horrible to say. The dog doesn't like me. Doesn't like a, you, but it loves me. It's a crossbreed. No, it's it, not. It's a purebred. No, it's not. It's half wolf, half bear. That's what it looks like, but actually it's not. Those are bare ears. There's no wolf in him at all. And have you seen its teeth? Yeah. I mean, have you seen its teeth really close? Yeah, I cleaned his teeth for him. So, have, yes. <laughs> but he tried to eat me. No, he, he never. He wanted to eat my face. No, he didn't. It's a wild animal. No, it's Call not. animal control. No. Yep. No. Yep. Okay, what have we all been up to, other than sweating and being generally moist? Now there's a word. Uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable because I use the word no, moist? No, the hot weather makes you feel uncomfortable. Well, believe it or not, you probably know this anyway because you used to live here. The study is the coolest room in the house. Not only because of all the stuff that's in here, which includes me, but it actually gets no direct sunlight at any point during the year. So it stays wonderfully cool in here. It's like it's got air conditioning. But not it doesn't. quite. Well, no, not quite. I mean, you know, I'm not cool to the to the degree where my nipples cut through my t-shirt. <laughs> but there we are. Uh, so, what have you been up to? What have you seen? Where have you gone? Where have you been? Tiff. Not a great deal, to be honest. Okay, good talk. Now... <laughs> I watched the first episode of Monsters at Work, which is uh, Pixar's Monsters Universe, Inc. New... Okay, Monsters Universe, Monsters Inc., Monsters yeah, University. University. Is it good? Because I haven't seen this yet. First episode, I was hooked. I'm not fully carried on watching them yet, so I just want to actually... So you're not that hooked? I am hooked. Okay. I'm just trying to find the time properly to watch it without any disruptions and with not falling asleep. 
Switch your phone off. Yeah, but I could still fall asleep. Okay. So usually weekends are a good time to watch. Something like Until that. Until some bozo decides that we are recording Piercing the Veil a week late. And the bozo isn't even me. It is you because somebody went out and got hammered last week. Yeah, but we were supposed to do it on Thursday, but you couldn't do it because you were watching Black Widow. I that was so... that was a grand and noble purpose. So you know, if we didn't watch Piercing the Veil, what would we have to talk about tonight? You, no, you not didn't Piercing watch the Veil. Black, Black Widow. Widow. I'm sorry, this alcohol-free beer has gone to my head. So go on then. On what? Monsters at work. Well, I talked about it. No. You no, you said you watched it. Yeah. Said I was cool. It was really good. I can't give any spoilers. What's cartoon series? How many spoilers can you give? You know, is it episodic? Is it does it carry on like a story arc? Is... It carries on from the end of Monsters Inc. film. So it's like a sequel to Monsters Inc. Yes. Okay. Because obviously Monster University was the prequel, so it wouldn't be a continuation from that, because that would be Monster Inc. So this okay. follows from Monster Inc. Follow? Yeah. Yeah? So have our characters progressed? Yes, they have. Because they're not collecting screams anymore. No. They're collecting laughter now. There we go. Yes. And it's still the same two? The same two. Yeah, you've still got Mike and Sully. Um... Is Boo in it? No. No, she's not. No, Boo's not so far. Yeah. And then the door was... Oh, right, okay. Thingy. Yeah. So you've you've got Mike and Sully. Basically, um, so you know the... I can't remember what his name was. Who was running Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah. He's... I can't remember what... He's not there anymore, but I can't remember why he wasn't there. Um, so basically, Mike and Sully are running Monster Inc. Okay. They are now the bosses. There's a new recruiter coming to Monsters Inc. for for a screamer position, is what the latter said, from Monsters University. Yeah. So he travels to Monster Inc., where Mike and Sully are, and then he finds out it's not um, a scream factory or whatever you call it anymore. It's a it's laughter factory. A laughter one. All oh, right. Okay. So he's like transitioning. Is into... the series funny? Is yes. it worthy of Pixar? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. It is actually like so. You know, usually they do like TV series based off a film, and it's very loosely based off the film, and you can tell oh, this isn't really good. This is very upset. It's really hard. Okay. Very good. Recommend. Highly it? recommend it. Is it by Pixar? Oh, I don't know. It happens. Uh, yeah, I think because so. they own. And it says a Pixar series. It's Disney Plus, isn't it? Okay. It's on it's Disney Plus. Series. So it's available on Disney Plus. Yes. And are they releasing one episode? I think they're all there. Uh, oh, they're the all available yeah, to watch whole... right now. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't even sure if they were available because we've been watching Loki yeah. on Wednesday nights, and because we log on to Disney Plus, um. We we I, we just click on that top bar that comes up first. Yeah. So yeah. Um. 
Anything else you've been watching? Um, I'm still watching Lie to Me. This on Disney Plus as well. What's that about? It's basically about a human. Like, um, he's like a. Uh, so basically, what happens is something happens. Um. Yeah, something happens. Anything. You really can... haven't got the hang of this film reviewing lark, have you? Well, well there's this person and something happens. No, it's just everything's going on and it's really hard to concentrate when everyone's moving. Yeah. So basically, something will happen in the real, real, quotations, real world. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, someone has murdered somebody and they said they've not done it. Okay. So then instead of doing a lie detector, yeah. they get in this guy who's basically a human lie detector and he'll ask him a load of questions, not particularly about the Is event this a fictional happened. series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not based on true events. How, how does he do his human lie detector thing? Well, that's what I was getting to. Okay. He, was ask, he asks a load of questions, and not particularly about the event itself. He'll just ask him random questions so he can get a feel for his face, basically, because your face goes To establish off. a baseline. Yeah. And then as the like time goes on, he could say, well, he is lying, but then he wants to know why he's lying. And, you know, and it's just like every, every episode is like a one-off. It's, you know, it doesn't carry on. Okay. But it is actually really interesting how he can tell. And like all his interviews are videoed and then he'll look back on them because then he can see like the slight, like the the slight pure disgust. So like your 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 lips might, you know, turn. Yeah. So you know, you might show that in like a fracture of a second and yeah, he'll yeah. pick up on it. Um there are million well not millions, that's an exaggeration. There are hundreds of little things that can give away if you're lying. Yeah. Your your pupils can dilate. Yeah. It can be an involuntary twitch. An involuntary gesture. So yeah, that's all. And like deflecting from the truth, changing the subject, you know, things just like little subtle things, your body language, you know, crossing your arms, you know, playing with your hands. It's all that and it just shows like it's quite actually fascinating. Talking about body language, right? People say that people who fold their arms are very defensive and cut off. I fold my arms most of the time. Exactly. Because yeah. I have no idea what else to do with them. Because I become very conscious of they're just angling at my sides. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've folded my arms now. Yeah, you have. Are you lying to me? <laughs> no. Is there such a program as Lie to Me? Look it up on Disney Plus. Oh, deflection. <laughs> no, it's not deflection. You're laughing nervously. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Oh. Oh, what's that eye twitch? A blink. Uh-huh. Let me know it's all this time. Okay. In your psychological <laughs> profile. Right. Okay. Have you been watching, being that we're on the subject of Disney Plus, have you been watching Loki? No, I did not get to finish it. How far into Loki are you? Two episodes. So you're a third? Yes. Right. Okay. Well, Steve and I have finished it. It'll have to be spoiler-free. It will be spoiler-free. I'll give you my opinion on it next time. 
Okay. Um, first of all, I have enjoyed the Marvel series. Okay. From early January, yeah. Yeah, when we watched Wonder Vision, I was hooked. I was hooked on Falcon and Winter Soldier. They were two completely I've not watched that one. Oh my goodness. They were two completely different series in tone and style. Then we came to Loki, and I thought Loki has the potential to be the best of all of them. And this is a personal opinion. It isn't. Loki is certainly more of a worthy character and an interesting character than the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Wanda, or the Vision. And you've got Tom Hiddleston right there as Loki, and you've got Tom Hiddleston also as a producer. Um, as you know, it takes place second he disappears from sight with a tesseract at the end of Avengers uh, Endgame. Yeah. Okay. From then on, he's low-key Loki. Because he doesn't appear to be his usual god of mischief. He's a lovable villain. Somebody that we like and as much as we watch, say, a Jack Nicholson film in order to see Jack Nicholson have a psychotic episode, which he does in most films, or you watch a Robert De Niro gangster movie to see him go full-out psycho and kill everybody, we watch Loki for that inevitable moment where he is going to stab somebody who trusts him in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He will only help people, and you know, as long as it is in his own interests. And we're waiting for it. And we, even though he frustrates us and he's a villain, we, we, we love his deviousness. Yeah. In this, he doesn't even dress like Loki. He's got a, a white shirt and a tie. He's tumbling throughout through time. And, and it's, it's, I first thought these people have done Doctor Who far better than Doctor Who has been done for years. We had the, the Time Variance Authority, kind of a time police. Thought was a um, But they could drop three episodes easily. Yeah. The six that we've seen. Yeah. Because to me, they're nothing but padding. And they don't really move the story along. Okay. The final episode that we have seen is two-thirds, practically, two people sitting across each other with a cat, while one of them does a very long speech of plot exposition and reactions from the other one. 
And I think it's a golden rule in, in Hollywood, or see, at least it was in script writing. Show it, don't tell it. Hmm. And this is nothing but a very, very long, drawn-out conversation. Now, what they are talking about has big, big ramifications for the Marvel movie universe moving forward into phase four. But it could have been done so much better. And actually, they they made, to me, they made Loki boring. I thought you enjoyed it. I did up until about the halfway point. And there's an episode there on a planet um, where they are dealing with uh, something very smoky. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what. Mm. Visually, that's interesting, but come on, guys, move it on. It looks pretty, but come on. I, I think with Loki and the Marvel series in general, that I think they're making a mistake. I, I seem to be the only one that thinks that they're making a mistake. You're setting up series, you're setting up films for the future. I know we all love Disney+, Plus. not everybody has. So unless these are actually released on physical media, on your DVDs or Blu-rays, what's coming up is going to make no sense at all. No, I... We don't know that. Um, it is true, not everybody has Disney+, Plus, but I think it's Disney's intention that everybody will. Yeah, it's like they are out of the dominance here. Yeah. Um, it's this is I think the concept from what I can see is that this fills in the craft of what happens between films. Yeah. For example, we saw at the end of One Division. Wanda was in a Doctor Strange pose, floating with her, her legs crossed and doing the hand movements, and those like hieroglyphs and circles around her hands were exactly what we've seen Doctor Strange do. And we know that she is popping yeah. up in the uh, multi multiverse of madness. Yeah which is the subtitle of the next Doctor Strange film. This explains how she got there. You don't need to see the whole series to accept there when we see her. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they can just do a throwaway line about she, she's there being tutored and has now matured into the Scarlet Witch. And along with the passage of time from Endgame, her powers, along with... Uh, her herself, she has matured. Yeah. Um, you don't need to see the Falcon and Winter Soldier to see Sam Wilson fly in with his Falcon wings and an America shield because he was given the shield at the end of Endgame. Yeah. But these are like moments of self-doubt that actually get them to where they're going. 
Um, what I understand from what I've read online is that Loki, there is a season two coming. Okay. Not that I'm in a rush for it, but it was only meant to be one season, but of 12 episodes. All right. COVID meant that it had to be split into three. Yeah. So this is only really the halfway point. That, that makes sense. Okay. So, there's much to look forward to. I think that coming up, Hawkeye has his own oh, yeah, series coming up, which has been broadly hinted at in the, this is completely non-spoilery, thing from, from Black Widow. Yeah. Um, what If, I think, is the next animated, animated series, animated series mm-hmm. called What If. And basically, that's the whole basis of it. Um, for example, uh, what if Steve Rogers had never had the super serum, soldier serum? Yeah. What if Peggy Carter had? Yeah. And That'd be cool. That'd it be takes that. But it's all animated. And I think they've got the voices of the actors from the films. They have to, they have to. So, you know, people like Chris Hemsworth are going to pop in and things like that. So. That's all to look forward to. Right. Being that we're talking now, Steve and I went to see The Black Widow. Mm. And being that he said next to nothing so far, <laughs> let's let Steve take this one. Well, before that, um, there goes continuity. Okay. <laughs> well, The Black Widow, um, basically, it's. In between Civil War and Infinity War, it, it's where it, it's kind of like the Marvel series. It's kind of what happened in between. Okay. The surprising thing is that I thought that with a Black Widow film that they'd left it too late because you've had Wonder Woman, you've had Captain Marvel. Everybody knows that you know Black Widow dies. In Endgame. Yeah. But it's still a very good movie. But the thing, and it's not a spoiler that I really liked with it, was that Marvel, but it's Marvel dialed down. It's not as, say, big set pieces like Endgame or Spider Man. It, it's dialed down a bit because. I found with Marvel recently, the storylines have been great. Mm. Endgames happened, uh, Far From Home happened. You need to now basically do go, okay, we need a new jumping point that's slightly scaled back a bit. So those who've watched the films will still get it all. But you can jump into Black Widow without having seen the rest and you're not going to be left out. That's right. Um, I saw it as imagine a Bond movie made by Marvel. You've still got some people with enhanced powers in there. But it is at its heart by story. Only like the world's best spy with unlimited fast cars and gadgetry and athletic Abilities and all this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the widow is on the run, as we saw at the end of Civil War. The Avengers have disbanded and most of them are in prison with the rest hiding out in Wakanda. Other than Tony Stark. And yeah. Those who are working for her. So she's on the run and she finds out that where she was trained, the Red Room, yeah. one of her missions in the early days of S.H.I.E.L.D. as part of her defection was to destroy the Red Room and kill its creator, because even though she is the Black Widow, the Black Widows are actually an elite assassin corps from, from Soviet Russia. And this is finds that he's still alive. And she needs to enlist her old her, her sister, who isn't really no. her sister because her family weren't really her family. She was taken away from her family at a very young age and sent on a deep undercover mission to America. Um, and basically, it's the tracking down of the Red Room and its creator, okay. and teaming up with her sister and the spies who were her undercover parents, one of whom is a had the super serum or the Soviet version of it mm. <clears throat> called the Red Guardian. But we don't know whether he's actually undertaken any missions or whether he's just a propaganda yeah. tool. I think he's just a propaganda tool. And it's basically so I, like Steve, I wanted to see an origin movie. Um, because we know from previous films that the Red Room, the training was basically little more torture. Yeah. And very few made it, and a lot of them died during training. And the graduation was, of course, a hysterectomy, so they couldn't have babies. So there wouldn't be the distraction of being pregnant and having a child. That was already shown in um, that was the Avengers, shown. wasn't it? But I would have liked to have seen you know, the, the story of who she was and how she came to be. Now, a lot of this is mentioned, but I think the, the closest that we will ever come to a Black Widow origin movie is if you watch the spy thriller, Red Sparrow, from 2018, the very, very good film about how they trained her. I think that if it was DC, if it was the way they did their movies, you would have seen a Black Widow origin film mm -hmm. because... The DC films, yeah, you have some that you can take an entire family to. Yeah. Others are the the age rating on these fit the characters. Yeah. Yeah, to, it's not a it's not going to be a family to film. To do is it? Black it's Widow, an, an, an origin on Black Widow, they would have had to go for a the, fifty. They, they would not touch that with a badge ball. But talking uh, about that, when yeah. is Batman getting released? Because uh, Robert. Patterson. Patterson, there we go. Um, Patterson or Pattinson? Pattinson. Um, they were sh 
filming that in Liverpool so during the first COVID lockdown. 2022. Why so long away? There will be tons of special effects that need to be added. They're only doing the exteriors where they need a city for the location to work. Yeah. None of the studio work is happening. No. That's where the bulk of the film will actually be um, photographed. It's only using certain parts, certain like locations in Liverpool. Yeah. Gotham City is going to be CGI then. You know... Um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Do you remember when they... Well, that part of that was filmed in Manchester. There's a lot of publicity about it. Captain America filming in Manchester. Yeah. Okay. You know when they destroy the lab where Steve Rogers gets the super serum? Mm. And he chases people down to the Dockland, chases the Nazis, the Hydra mm. Yeah. Well, parts of that were filmed in Manchester, the red brick buildings. Oh. The you know, from you know, the Industrial Revolution practically in the factories and stuff like that. Yeah. That was New York CGI'd into the background. Oh, and that's okay. what they're doing with Batman. Right. So it's not the whole thing. Just parts of it. Just parts yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah. Does Tim Burton ever film in the UK? Yeah, you know he does. Because you missed seeing I him. Do um, because you narrowly missed seeing him on the beach in Tidwayliog, which is yeah. very close. Um, that's where he was scouting locations for this peregrine school yeah. of peculiar children. No, he went. What now? Was it Ireland or Scotland or somewhere that he went? I'm not sure. Uh, Ireland, yeah. But um, yeah, they out. do scout several locations. Again, you know the... I used to work, when I worked in an office, uh, the guy working right next to me used to do location work, find locations. And there were two that he almost got, but the studios decided to go elsewhere. The run to the Hydra lab on the motorcycle in Captain America First Avenger through the forest... Yeah. They were looking around here, but went to Boston and into Germany. And you know our favourite bit of road on the way to Cineworld, the A55? Yeah. Believe it or believe it not, that was considered at one point for one of the Fast and Furious movies. Really? Yes. Ugh. They're missing out on good locations here. They are missing out on good locations. Um, but part of Lara Croft and the Cradle of Life was filmed in the locality. Yeah. Um, just by Lambert. Yeah. Was it Lambert? Yeah, uh, because... Um, with the Wall of, the wall of um, China. No. Um, uh, what, what's the actress's name again? Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie stayed in the same manner. Right. Yeah. Um, there was another one as well. Oh, yes. That underground cavernous lake in Casino Royale. Yeah. That was actually Flamberis Lake. CGI the cavern over it. All right. That's crazy what they can do when you think about it then. Yeah. Taking parts of a location and just adding stuff. But sometimes when you spot a location and you know where it is, 
you know, this is before I worked with the, the location staff. Yeah. We were watching, um, oh, the, 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 the Bond film, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Die yeah. Another Day. Not Die Another Day. World's Not Enough. Was it World is Not Yeah, World is Not Enough. Yeah. And there was a plot to destroy an oil pipeline. Yeah. And because I'd been out working around farms years ago, part of it was around Snowden, obviously. Yeah. And we had seen, you know, the pipeline for the hydroelectric. Yeah. Uh, the generators, Electric Mountain by Snowden. But in this film, um, by Nant Gwynant, it was actually said to be the, the Russian pipeline. And we showed a shot of it. And the second that we saw that, I said, Russia, that's Nant Gwynant. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, that just, I would take you out of it. <laughs> um, yeah, Black Widow, it's recommended. Now, like Steve, I thought putting something in between these two huge epic films mm. and especially that we know that the widow dies could be a mistake because where's the drama if we know she survives whatever predicament she meets we know because she's going to get killed in the next yeah. time she appears but actually it works it works quite well okay and we were wondering if it was going to be uh, a case of now where do we watch this is it going to be like rogue one do we watch it before episode four or is it it's a standalone you know the star wars movies um do we have to watch this in between those no you don't because the thing takes care of that because the thing at the end something happens at Natasha uh, romanoff's grave okay okay right then um, where do we go from here? Film that you need to watch, which is the other one that we watched last week. Um, it was oh, that the moment, thing. One? Freaky. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. That is awesome. It has got uh, the red little asterisk on my notebook, which means consideration as one of the films of the year. Right. And it has you written all over it. <laughs> Absolutely. So? Right. It is a reimagining of Freaky Friday. Yeah. Where a girl swaps bodies with her mother. Which Freaky Friday are you thinking about? Because I'm thinking about the Lindsay Lohan one. Okay, I thought that that's what happened in the original and the remake. I but it's a body swap yeah. of an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying that there's yeah. a Freaky Friday, but the Disney have done their Lindsay Lohan okay, one, which so is obviously more for like it came out for when I was younger. So that's right. a Freaky Friday that I remember. Who does he? Who who does the body swap there then? Lindsay Lohan and yeah, but are they mother and daughter yeah. or yeah, the yeah. mother and daughter. Uh, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. This has a horror twist to it, and it's by Bloomhouse, who makes some of the best horror movies. Yeah. Uh, for example, the Invisible Man. Yeah. For example, Happy Death Day. Yeah. And this is directed by the same guy that did the films, which I thought gave an interesting new twist to 
slasher movies. Mm. So does this. It opens up like a classic 1980s slasher. I want this one basically captures Jason Bond. He 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 does everything that um Kane does, yeah. Kane Harder. He does the head tilt, he's mm. relentless. I mean the guy stands about six foot anyway. He's got a solid build, hasn't mm. he? Um, what is that? Clean harder now, or no, 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 Vince Vaughn. Oh, right, okay. He's in Wedding Crashes. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, is that really? Is he playing a horror film? Yeah, yes, Flesh and... not I've for the al- first time. I've always known him as comedy, like how he was Norman Bates in the remake version of Psycho that we refuse to acknowledge yeah. oh, or watch. Keep it that way. Um, <laughs> There are films that they should never remake, and that's one of them. Now, he's this serial killer mm. who targets teenagers. And during one particular attack on a bunch of teenagers, he randomly steals um, an artifact, a dagger, which he doesn't know has magical properties. Right. But he just because he can kill people with it. Yeah. So he has no idea what he's got. And he chooses his next victim, who's by herself after a homecoming football game. Um, kind of a friendless, bit likeable, but, you know, if, if basically a normal in person. real life, she would be one of us. Basically yeah. just a normal person. Not in with a popular crowd. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Telling it like it is. It's just me, you are not popular. <laughs> and she she gets stabbed in the shoulder. Okay. But escapes. Right. But it gets stabbed in the shoulder with this magical with knife. With this magical knife. Yeah. And she survives the attack. Mm-hmm. But at the same time that the killer, Vince Vaughn, stabs her, he gets an identical cut on his shoulder. Oh. And the following morning, the transformation has taken place. So you have this teenage girl whose body is now inhabited by a middle-aged serial killer okay. of about six foot. Hmm. And she's a frail little thing. Yeah. On the other hand, waking up in this sort of um, deserted mill that's inhabited by the homeless and crackheads, you have the killer wake up, except it's her body. It's it's her, like her soul in her, her soul in his body, and it plays so well as comedy horror because it works on two levels. It's hilarious, right? Yeah. Because Vince Vaughn really camped it up as a teenage girl. He is a good actor. In in, in this big hulking yeah. body. Yeah. Right? And he, he uses, you know, the phrases, he, the mannerisms, he shrieks at everything. <laughs> you know, he, he likes to hug. <laughs> all of it. Meanwhile, she, a teenage girl, becomes this calculating serial killer who realises that this new arrangement works well 
because nobody would suspect the teenage girl of being a serial killer. Right. Okay. And she is at one point, she's got a carving knife in her hand, and she's looking at her sister, and you, you can see the thoughts, mm. whereas everybody's looking for him because they've got an identikit photo of him and wanted photos, trying to hide, and, <laughs> you know, he he goes to the high school on instinct and tra- takes a shower in the girls' shower and stuff like that. It's it's just really, really oh, great. They change. They don't make a big deal of it. No. Especially when he changes into her. They don't make a big deal, which is why it works. Yeah. Because it's the following morning that these mannerisms take place. Mm-hmm. And it becomes actually more sinister because he is... Well, he is then innocent. He's the calculating murderer. Yeah. And he has to convince her friends that he is her mm. in a different body. Mm-hmm. But most people, of course, are believing that, you know, she, her body inhabited by a serial killer, she's pointing the accusing finger. Oh, look, he's still after me. Oh. And they only have 24 hours to swap back or yeah. it becomes permanent. Yeah. Now then, we can we have an offer to make. Yeah. You. Okay. We would like you to come over one evening. It, okay, when? It's it either be next week or the week after. Because this was released in America before the second lockdown. Mm. It's already available on blue there. All right. The disc is on its way. Okay. So it's been released in You cinemas. would love it. It's yeah. been released in cinemas here. But, but everywhere else yeah. in the world, it's already been out for a couple of months. Okay. So because we've got multi-region Blu-rays, mm. we could play it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. So that is a big, big film recommendation. Um, have we watched anything on streaming lately? Any movies? As I have. I've watched The Dead Don't Die. Okay. Bill Murray. Adam Driver. Zombie movie. A little bit of... Um, Is it Night as bad as Army of the Dead? No. No. Um, it's... It's... It's okay. It's, a, it's okay. It starts off well. The makeup's yeah. fantastic. I like the setting. Bill Murray is good, but about 15 minutes in, it's Bill Murray doing Dr. Venkman from Ghostbusters of underplaying everything sardonically and almost not reacting to anything and just making a sarcastic remark. And film, it's, it's almost as if he phoned in a performance. Two-hour film that could have easily been about eighty minutes. It's a comedy. When it's funny, yeah, it's good. Okay. Mainly, it's not funny. Adam Driver actually gives a better performance than Bill Murray. He saved the film. Yes. Yes. The other film I like him in a lot is. Um, 
any of the Star Wars sequels? Yeah, there's another one. Kylo Ren. Um. Steve, black something. It is just based on a true story. We've seen on Sky. Where they had a there, there, there was a they were in uh, they were um, infiltrating the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, Black Klansman, that one. Yes, Black Klansman. There's a good film. And uh, that that one I really did enjoy. I actually enjoyed everything he's done that I've seen so far. You were going to say something earlier on that you wanted to talk about before The Black Widow. May oh. I direct your attention to that? EA Access that's coming out this week. It's the EA Games gaming convention. Okay. And basically, for the past 10 or so years, they've had the rights to Star Wars games. Okay. Like Fallen uh, Jedi. Fallen and Order, Fallen Battlefront. Order. Yes. Thankfully, their agreement with that is done. Renegades? No, Renegades. Squadron. Yeah. The last two games they did were really good in Squadrons and Fallen Order. Yes. But thankfully now, their deal is done. Why, why thankfully? Because they had... There was all these titles they said they were going to make with Star Wars games. Yeah. All of which got cancelled. Okay. Why would they get cancelled? Basically, I don't think EA knew what they were going to do with the project. With how big Star Wars is, I don't think they had any idea what to do with it. Yeah. So, the EA have nothing to do with Star Wars now. There are more Star Wars games coming out, but literally any company can make them now. Is that a good thing? Yes, because Ubisoft, who make games like Assassin's Creed, the really big open world games, yeah. are making an open world Star Wars. In development right now. Open world style. So you can go from... so, so with open world, now as you have told me that yeah. I've discovered, these can be kind of bug ridden like that uh, cyberpunk. Yeah. Because they're so vast. The plus side here is Ubisoft is a much bigger company. They okay. have the infrastructure, infrastructure to actually do this. And one of the things they are talking about is going from planet to planet without any load times. How can you not have load times? So you would actually fly a ship from one planet to the other planet. What, in real time? Yeah. You could hyper-jump or go through wormholes, all that kind of thing. So you can spend several hours Sitting on your couch. Hmm. Yeah. Don't you do that anyway every day? Flying through space. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but to be fair, it's a harsh to world out there, fair. and I am done with it. But they are built. They are bring. What I was going to say was with EA Access, it's been heavily rumored that they are doing remake remasters of two video game series that I used to play an awful lot of. They look to finally be bringing back Dead Space, which oh, is... I remember Dead Space. You went into the pod, our yeah. first Gorezone 
weekend of horror back in the day. They want to take what they did with the remake of Resident Evil 2, which basically it's a with um, Fix and how they basically reinvented the game. EA wants to do the same with Dead Space. If they can pull it off like they did with Resident Evil, it'll be fantastic. But I just want Dead Space back. Why do you want Dead Space back? Because that was the that was the first time I found in a game where usually you shoot your enemy or whatever and they die. That's it. With the Necromorphs, you literally had. So if you shot them with one bullet, they still keep coming. You have to shoot their arms off, their legs off, their head off. And this explains why he is this way today. Mm-hmm. And or, you know how in games you have like your health bar at the side? And that kind of display on your setup. Yeah. All this was on a suit. So you had to keep watching your character because that's where all the vital signs and everything were. They didn't actually have a display. And the other one that they're bringing back is they're talking of doing a remake like Crash Team Racing of the first four Burnout games in one set. So Burnout want to take down an Revenge. Okay. So it'd be... The gameplay would be tweaked that plays like a game show today. Yeah. With today's graphics, not the not the old graphics, but they're the two things that I'm hoping to be announced this week. I have a little bit of game news, which is not going to shatter anybody's world, but it made mine a little bit better. Okay. I actually succeeded in in the first mission. On of of flying and dogfighting on Star Wars Battlefield. That is hard. It, it is a hard one, but as soon as you've mastered locking onto your target yeah. and firing one of your torpedoes, it works. Yes. Yeah. I, I tell you what, as soon as I'd finished and then I was called in for dinner, I swaggered in there. Like that leader. <laughs> the one, the one on that game that I have difficulty with a lot is the um, speeder bike. I haven't even reached that yet. That that is very hard, especially you're on the speeder bike. Speeder bike through the forest. Yeah, you know that one. I found really hard. I've I've tried to play Battlefield a few times, but I just passed the second. Normally made me quit and put it back so I I yes yeah been playing quite a bit of um, PS4 yeah in here to keep cool <laughs> and I've been back on uh, burnout Paradise City as well right. because that means I can go out for a drive without leaving the house yeah so it's kind of like what and Sheldon was going for a walk in Red Dead Redemption. Yes. It's how I went for a drive during the lockdown, the first lockdown. <laughs> you went for a lot of drives. I went for a lot of drives because I just wanted a change of scenery yeah. because I was just in the house. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's a those people on burnout, 
They're better drivers than most tourists we get in this area. You know, they're idiots out there. Well, what else do we have? What are we looking forward to? This week, um, well, maybe next Saturday, you and I, Steve, and you're invited to, if you if you want to make it, might go to Cineworld yeah. for a double bill of not only Space Jam, but also Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. What? The new Dwayne Johnson film based on the Disney ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Called oh, Jungle yeah. Cruise. So it was delayed from last summer. At the end of the month, we have Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Uh, which just looks better every time we yeah. see a trailer. John Cena as the peacekeeper who will kill for people. Uh, who was also, before the film was even finished being, the film was finished being filmed, has been confirmed to have his own solo series. On that note, then, I think we shall let our listener go and stay safe, stay weird, and it's good night from... Me, Steam Pierce. Me, Tess. And me, Robin Pierce. Until then, stay weird. The world needs more weirdos. <laughs>